0: Good morning, everybody. But we want to welcome you to our service here this morning, and may you be blessed as we continue to have fellowship with one another. And may we... May our lives just be so enriched this morning as we, we just share the love of Jesus with one another, and we share the beauty... And the glory of who he is, wherever we go. We want to just um, welcome a few people. We want to welcome Chanel and uh, Joe right behind there. We'll welcome you to our service this morning. So we want to welcome our family in front. Uh, also, may you be blessed this morning. And, uh, and uh, we also want to then also welcome everybody else, uh, you know. Uh, uh, and may we really just this morning experience his love. In a special way. Also, this morning is a, it's a special day for us, for Clannan and Candace and we want to bless them this morning and say anniversary. Oh, sounds a little one. How many weeks now? Uh, I'm not too sure. I'm <laughs> in terms of, but we we uh, also during the pregnancy that the Lord will just keep you and carry you, and uh, and uh, we pray God's blessing over your lives as a couple, and may you really experience. Not only the joy of Christmas, but the joy of having the Lord in the palm. The Lord having you in the palm of his hands at this time. The Lord bless you. Uh, Let's just pray together. Father, we want to thank you for this morning, and uh, thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you for this year, Lord. It's been quite a year. It's been very challenging. Lord, but at the same time, we have not been alone at all. You have been with us every step of the way. And today, Lord, we give you all the glory for that. Lord, we want to thank you for those who have the puppet ministry, Lord, for the last few weeks, Lord. Thank you for using those, Lord... in such a, uh, those whom you have used, Lord, in such a powerful way to minister to us, Lord, even through this puppet ministry. And uh, thank you, Lord, for reminding us again, Lord, it's about, it's not even about the gift that we give to you. It's about us giving our hearts, our all, our lives, our all to you. And we thank you, Lord, for... For, for for using our team so in such a powerful way, Lord, to minister to us through this ministry, and we pray that Your blessing will be upon them, and that they will be encouraged during this time. Thank you for encouraging us through them as well, Father. We want to thank you for every family during this time, those who are already on holiday, and those who, um, Lord Jesus contemplating what to do and uh, in terms of what has been happening in our country, but we pray, Lord, that you will just cover our families and protect them. Thank you that thus far Lord, you have been with each one of us and you have protected us you have you 've been there for us, Lord, watching over us every step of the way, and we honor you for that. We honor you, Lord, for your goodness toward us. Lord, we also want to thank you for Glennon and Candace for another year, Lord, that they can celebrate uh, as a married couple. And Lord, we pray your blessing over their marriage. We pray your blessing over their lives, over their home, Lord, over every aspect and detail of their lives, Lord. We thank also of the little one that is busy developing and growing at the mo- mo- moment, Lord, inside the uterus of uh, Afghanistan. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your faithfulness. And uh, we thank you, Lord, that you you are with them, and we pray your blessing upon them in particular today that they will just know your peace and the power of your touch upon their lives, Lord. Then, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of just being in your presence today. Won't you bless us further today? We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Write the word of God. It's a well-known portion of Scripture. We all know the verse very well. If I should ask anybody, you know, Anywhere in the world today, to, to, to quote John 3, 16, they will quote it easily. Isn't it true? But let's read it together. It's often good just to read it from God's Word. Verse 16 in John chapter 3, eh? it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then verse 17 is key as well. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. May God bless the reading of His precious Word. What a verse, you know, what a well-known verse. To us, John 3, 16 this morning is one of the most familiar verses, the most familiar statements found anywhere in the Bible. It is called... The nutshell of the gospel. I don't know if you're aware of that. But when Nicodemus, however, first heard those words, it was Nicodemus that the Lord spoke to, as well as all the Jews. Um, But let's, let's focus on Nicodemus here. When Nicodemus, however, first heard those words spoken by Jesus, they were unfamiliar, they were shocking. They were disturbing words to him. (laughs) There was reason for this difficulty. The common belief in Israel at that time was that the Messiah would come to judge the evil Gentile nations of the world. Jesus here contradicted that common Jewish belief by clearly stating that God's love is not exclusively for Israel. Yes, he loves Israel, but he loves beyond Israel. Did you understand? You get the picture. That was not what Nicodemus had expected or wanted to hear. Already he heard about him being born again, can you remember, in this chapter. And he could not understand that either. That was not what he expected or wanted to hear. As a man of his time and a creature of his culture, Nicodemus no doubt thought that Jesus would talk about God's special love for Israel only. Instead, Jesus said, For God so loved the world. It was Jesus who said that. How do you like that? For God so loved the world. There are many tragedies today, isn't there? Most of us want to see and hear good news, but there's such a lot of bad news around. But God has given us good news amid all the bad news. There is no other passage in the entire Bible that says so much to so many in so few words. It's a w- love worth sharing. This love is worth sharing, brothers and sisters, because of the bigness of it. The bigness of God's love. Verse. That's the first, one, first point I want to make. The bigness of God's love, verse 16. For God so loved. The bigness. Of God's love. The essence of divine love is a love unlike any other love. Every other kind of love is to some degree conditional. I will if you will. Isn't that true? Good God's love is I will be writ. That's the love of the Lord for us, eh? I will be writ. It doesn't matter. I will. Period. There is nothing you or I can do to make Him love us more than He does right now. He loves us with a love that me, means He binds Himself to us. He says, I'm bound to you for the rest of your life. I can't say that. But He says that to me. You know, as human beings, we, you know, are, we, are we bound to Him? Yes, we are as believers. But can we make that statement the way he makes it? I'm bound to you for the rest of your life, no matter where you go, no matter where you look. I'm there. I'm there. Isn't that amazing, eh? I'm bound to you for the rest of your life. God's love for you is real. It had no beginning. It will have no ending. It cannot change because God cannot change. God cannot change for the better. He is the embodiment of the best. Nor can He change for the worst. There is nothing in His character that can make Him become worse. His love exists. Based upon his character, not ours. God does not love us because we are valuable. But we are valuable because he loves us. We are valuable. Think about it. Because he loves us. And we don't even deserve his love. But we are valuable because he loves us. If God can make a billion galaxies... Can you not make good out of our bad and sense out of our faltering lives? Some of you are struggling with an addiction and you are wondering if you are outside of the boundaries where God's love can reach you. But I want to say this, no matter where you find yourself, you are not beyond the reach of His love. You cannot be separated from His love. You can be in the deepest hole. You can find yourself in the deepest, 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 darkest place. He's still there reaching out to you with his love. That's the love of the Lord. It reaches us anywhere and everywhere. It does not matter who you are. He loves you. It does not matter if you have been to prison or not. He loves you. It does not matter what you have done in your past or in your life. He loves you just as you are. You are the object of His love. He loves you with an everlasting love. And we're going to touch on that now again. But I just want to share a story with you. I don't know if some of you have watched years back when I was a very young man. probably a teenager, if not, maybe younger, we watched the movie The Cross and the Switchblade. Can you remember that? David Wilkerson and Nikki Cruz. And uh, in that movie, all David Wilkerson says to Nikki Cruz was, God loves you. God loves you. And Nikki Cruz got angry with this preacher. He said, preacher, stop talking about God's love to me. But... David Wilkerson just persisted in just saying, Nicky, God loves you. Now, Nikki Cruz was one of the gangster leaders, was called the Mau Mau's, and also the other, one, uh, other group in Brooklyn, uh, in, the, in New York somewhere there. Um, that were the bishops, and they were always a g- group of gangsters fighting against each other. And the streets of Brooklyn would... Was not, uh, we're not safe. It's not like that today if you go to Brooklyn, but in those days, they, uh, uh, you know, at, uh, the streets of Brooklyn were not safe because of these gangsters. And these guys, the mao Mau's and the group, bishops, they ruled the streets of Brooklyn. And it was there where David Wilkerson came and he witnessed to Nikki. And Nikki didn't want to hear a thing. But then one day, Nikki said to him, Preacher, if you don't stop reminding me about the love of God, I will cut you up. I will cut you into pieces. And you know what? We, all of us remember the statement that David Wilkerson If you've watched that movie, all of us would remember the statement David Wilkerson made. David Wilkerson said, "Nikki, you can cut me into a thousand pieces. But every piece will say, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And I want to say this to you this morning. No matter what has happened in your life, He loves you. He loves you for who you are. You may have failed. You may have done things you, you, you think it's the worst ever. He still loves you. And he loves you with an everlasting love. According to Jeremiah 31, verse 3, I have loved you with an eternal love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. God's love is eternal. God's love is unending. God's love is continuous. God's love for us is timeless. Timeless. We cannot begin to imagine how much he really loves us. You cannot do anything to make him love you more. You cannot do anything that will make him love you less. He did not love to get something from us. But, and I want you to remember this, but to give everything of himself to us. For us. That's the love of the Lord in a nutshell, eh? God loved this world so much that He gave His Son, not His condemnation. In the New Testament, we learn that God has a Son. Isn't it true? His name is Jesus. John 3, 16 says that He is God's one and only Son. You may be familiar with the early King James Version. King Jimmy says it differently. King James Version translation, which says, only begotten son. I like that. Only begotten son. The word translated only begotten is a word that means single, unique, one of a kind. Jesus not only is not only God's son, but he is uniquely God's son in a way that no other person can ever be. This is the love that gives of itself for another. And this is exactly what the next part of the verse, verse says. For God so loved the world that He gave. He, God gives of Himself for us. The God who loves is the God who gives. And what does God give? The greatest gift of all. His Son, Jesus Christ, was born. He came. As a baby to be born. He came as King of kings and Lord of lords. There is only one eternal Son of God. There is only one who was begotten from the Father. And the sounds very reformed. There is only one Lord Jesus Christ. The Son of God. And God has given him to the world. Ah, love of the Lord. He loves us. Bigness of his love. But you know. It's worth sharing. Why is it worth sharing? Not only because of the bigness of God's love, but secondly, the broadness of God's love. God so loved the world. God does not just love one set of people. He does not just love one nation or one race. God is a big God, and He has a very big love indeed. The scope of God's love covers the whole world, every tribe, every nation, every language, every people. He loves He loves us all. When we come to the last book in the Bible, the book of Revelation, we see God's plan of salvation realized through Christ. We read in Revelation 7, 9 to 10, After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. God's plan is so much bigger than you or me. It is not about you. It's not about me only. Not about you only. God loves the whole world. God's love extends to all people everywhere in the world isn't that amazing? God's love reaches beyond all circumstances. Even when we blow it, even when we feel like our lives have gone from the pressure one pressure cooker to into the fire, the enormous, the vast, the immense love of God for us seeks to draw us back to himself. All the time. It's love, eh? He takes the ashes, yes, the ashes of ruined lives and builds within them something unforeseen, something unforgettable, something you cannot begin to imagine because he loves us. God has a way of catching our attention, isn't it? of redirecting our lives. He draws us to leave old places where we've been for so long where we are, and we've hidden from Him eh? and we've been running from Him and he'll, He draws us to go back to where there is fullness of life once again. Let Him draw you today to experience His abundance in an amazing way. What you might call a dark hour in your life. (laughs) God would call it the finest hour. (laughs) Because you see his love reaches beyond all circumstances. What are those dark hours? He would call it the finest hour. Because his love will find you there. His love will reach you there. Right where you are. His love reaches you wherever you are. And then thirdly this morning, yes, it's worth sharing this love because of the believableness of God's love. Eh? Don't know whether there's a word like that in the dictionary, believableness, but this, we, we're just adding our own words here. Eh? <laughs> the believableness of God's love. Yeah. Whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life, eh? The word believe means to trust. It means believing that Jesus truly is God's Son and that He died on the cross for your sins. In life, there are many things we are unsure about, but God's love is not one of them. Isn't it true? He never wavers. He is always there for us. Placing your life in His hands is crucial, brothers and sisters, friends. Notice the word be whoever there. It does not matter who you are. Do you hear that word? Whoever. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter what you have done. It does not matter how badly you have sinned against God or against other people. It does not matter how old or young you are. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. He will rescue you. He will deliver you. He will transform your life. He will forgive your sins and give you the gift of eternal life. It is not something you earn or deserve. You receive it as a free gift simply by believing in what Jesus has done for you. Isn't it amazing? Salvation. Free gift. It's a free gift. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to work towards it. You don't have to achieve anything to experience this free gift of salvation in Christ. Jesus has done it all already. He paid it all in full for us. Believing in Jesus means not trusting in yourself or your own attempts at pleasing Him. Let's not lean on our own understanding. Let's lean on Him this morning, brothers and sisters. There is a transfer of trust away from me and onto Him when I believe in Him. I'm trusting Him. Believing in Jesus means looking to Him to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Isn't it amazing? I, there's many th- there are many things I cannot do for myself, but he can. And that's the beauty of believing in him and belonging to him. What is hindering you from doing God's will this morning? What do you want God to do for you this morning, during this Christmas season? I believe in God, and I'm concluding now, Because nothing in the universe makes sense without him. I believe in God because he has left his fingerprints everywhere. I believe in God because he revealed himself in Jesus to me and to you and to the world. I believe in God because Jesus died and rose again. I believe in God because He revealed Himself to me, gave me eyes to see and faith to believe, and drew me by His Spirit to embrace His Son, Jesus, as my Savior. Have you embraced Jesus as your Savior? He is the God man. We heard it last week so I don't have to go into it again, in, into detail in terms of who Jesus is. He, is. he is man, and yet he is divine. And he is available to you and I here this morning. I submit to you this morning that the evidence for God's existence the evidence for the existence of who the Lord God is is overwhelming for those who have eyes to see. Romans 1:20 speaks about it. It eh? speaks about the invisible, his invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature. That is clear to all of us. Is the reason why we have no excuse at all to say that he is not real. I ask you this morning, is he real to you? Is Jesus real to you this morning? But it's still, no matter what, it still demands a choice. You've got to choose this morning. Is he real? And even if he is real, How real is he to you? It demands a choice. You've got to choose either Jesus or someone else or something else. I don't know who you choose this morning, but it demands a choice. I will pray that during this Christmas season you would say, there's no other choice. For me, there is no other choice but Jesus. And uh, then I want to end off with what you would see in your notes. And not only does it make sense to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, it makes sense. No, it makes no sense not to. It makes no sense not to. He's so real. He's been involved in our lives. He loves us eternally, unconditionally. And all we've got to do this morning is submit to him and say, "Lord, won't you have your way with me?" And while we are here together to gather here this morning, let's bow our heads in prayer this morning. And I pray that you will just pray, this, pray a prayer of asking him to be Lord over every area of your life. Won't you just do that and submit to him and say, Lord, during this Christmas season, I submit my life, my all to you. I surrender all to you again and in a fresh way. Won't you do that this morning as you just surrender to him and then I will come pray. Surrender to him. Say, Lord, I give you my all. Lord, I ask you to handle whatever needs to be handled in my life at this time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you hold everything in your hands. Because in you, all things hold together. You hold our lives together. You hold our destinies together. Lord, you've paid the price for us by shedding your blood for us. And Lord, this morning, we celebrate the fact that you are real. And Father, I pray that if you are not real to any one of our family members, that today... Lord, you will become a real to our family members, real to us and that we will really encounter your love your forgiveness your salvation your deliverance that is freely available to us Lord we thank you that we can commit our all to you now and we thank you again Lord, for being willing to come to where we are, to become one with us, human like us, in order for us to experience the very best in this life. We honor you. We worship you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.